Welcome to the Association 4.0 podcast. I'm Sherry Budziak, CEO and founder of Source. Association 4.0 is how we describe the skills needed to navigate Industry 4.0 or the digital marketplace. So hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Association 4.0 podcast. My name is Sherry Budziak, and I'm here today with Peggy Winton, President and CEO of AIM, and to talk about the future of associations. Peggy, thank you for joining us today. I'm excited to talk with you. It is always so fun to converse with you, Sherry. I, I love what you all are doing, and it's my pleasure. Great, thanks. So we interviewed you um, for our first book, Association 4.0, Positioning for Success in an Era of Disruption. And at that time, we knew technology would create disruption for associations, but little did we know that a major disruption was gonna be the pandemic. Um, so I'm just kind of wanna talk or curious of how has um, the pandemic kind of changed your thoughts on the future of, of associations? You and I talk a lot about the need for reinvention. So it hasn't changed my thoughts on the fact that this industry has no choice but to reinvent itself, but it's created just, that much more sense of urgency. I think we saw that nothing screams, I need this, not that, and I need this now, like a pandemic. Um, and I think we learned similarly after the 2008 recession mm -hmm. that consumer behavior is changed forever by something like this. They have new thresholds of expectation on things like value and convenience, availability and cost. Um, those things are well established and they're not gonna be turned back. And we in the association world have got to be mindful of those um, those drivers and those demands exactly like our for-profit counterparts do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we talk a little bit about, I refer to it as kind of like this low touch um, economy now, but with really, really high experience and customer service. So, you know, how do you provide that? And I think it's, it's really, it's just going to be really important for associations to really kind of rethink that, you know, they may, there's always been people who don't go to a physical meeting or there's always been people that um, just want to interact with products and services online, but we're seeing that so much more, um, you know, important now for associations, I think, to stay, you know, obviously to stay relevant. Um, it is, you know, we, we talk about digital transformation, we all have, and the good news is that this has been the kick in the you-know-what that... Um, many businesses, associations included, have needed to finally start down that path, down that journey. And I always think of digital transformation in two ways. One, the product or service that we are providing has got to somehow enhance somebody's life. Or as we've seen now with the pandemic, simplify it, you know, give them, you know, basic needs and give it to them really fast. But the second bit, I think you just said that low touch is 
um, the, the consumption of that yeah. product and service has got to be in the way that consumers are demanding. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what challenges um, do you see on the horizon for associations? Oh, gosh, well, uh, you know, start a start a list here. Um, you know, I, I previously used the word consumer, and I do that intentionally, because I think the further consumerization and disintermediation and appification of our products and services are particularly disruptive. Um, all the things we thought the market valued about being a neutral or a nonprofit provider, I think have pretty much dissolved because mm -hmm. the source is not really as important as the quality. Um, you know, for example, I always say when we were in the standards business, the technology standards setting business, I said, you know what, this is kind of an old fashioned and a losing game because consumers don't care how the technology works or whether it comes from an exotic place, as long as it works and as long as it scratches the itch of the moment. Um, certainly certain assurances have to be in place there, but you know, I, I, I just think that that continued consumerization and appification of everything is probably the biggest disruption to the way that we associations have done business in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, um, so on that note, what are the opportunities that you're seeing? I think there is still a unique and outsized opportunity for organizations when it comes to their brand. Um, somebody far smarter than I said, hey, think about it. We've completely lost our trust in our elected officials. We've lost our faith in our religious leaders. So to whom do we give our loyalty? Uh, and it's brands. They've become the holders almost of our moral compass. And I think associations have the opportunity to become the best brand in their business, in their, you know, in their realm. Um, and I would suggest that we devote a lot more time and attention to getting back to the purpose that we're serving, the mission. And it, the mission is not, um, you know, establishing standards or accreditation. It's a, it's a higher mission, you know, than that to uh, stop world genocide or, you know, solve, you know, cure cancer. I mean, that's the mission. That That's, that's what we're really um, working towards. And that's so much more exciting. And when you keep that front of everything that you do, then I think it helps the decisions that you make. Yeah, that's great. That's very, very interesting points. That's, that's really great, Peggy. Um, so what do you think is the most important thing leaders can do now to position their organizations for success in the future? Well, if we, if we focus on that mission and that purpose, which is where the innovation I think comes from, then I think we have to start looking at our supporting framework. Um, and I would say start asking why mm -hmm. a lot more. Um, that was the one thing that I challenged myself 
at the beginning of last year, before I even knew what was going on, I was like, you know what? This has to be the year of the hack. And I want to encourage my employees and my teammates to think about this. Why are we relevant and essential? So that kind of gets back to the mission and the purpose. But why are we doing this in this way? Why are we doing this at all, maybe? Um, why are we forcing our customers to use outdated or niched tools? Um, anytime you cause someone to invoke that sort of swivel chair processing, meaning, oh, I got to stop here. I got to swing over and do that. Um, you risk losing them. That's just not good. Um, we always say when we're talking about technology, because that's the, that's the uh, business we're in uh, at AIM, um, you need to meet people where they live and where they work. And, you know, mm -hmm. for most of us, it's on our phones now, right? It's an right. app. Um, you and I have talked about um, the fact that from a, a, a sort of architecture, infrastructure uh, perspective, uh, we at AIM are um, hell-bent on standardizing on what I think is a more um, consumerized and um, modern ecosystem. And we just happen to have done that on HubSpot, the marketing automation tool that we've, we, we've really embraced, not only because it gives us access to a, a really thriving open source user community, but it includes a whole catalog of consumerized apps that integrate natively. So, you know, there's no need to train our customers on some, you know, association only uh, system or, um, or, or program or platform um, for them to start enjoying these things. I, and to ask them to do that is, all, is giving yourself um, another disadvantage uh, beyond the challenges you might already have. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of those calls from CEOs at just asking me, you know, what else is out there that we can be using and taking advantage of and not just the typical list of you know, association specific systems um, because they feel that they've been, they've limited them a, a bit. And um, so anyway, it's a very interesting, I think the pandemic really for me being in the, you know, kind of technology consulting side of the world, it's kind of opened people's minds a little bit. And as you said, kind of the consumerization, like, okay, we're only, a, we're only giving our consumers, you know, online, you know, the user experience is only really at 70% and it really needs to be at, you know, at a hundred percent in order for us to compete. So, um, yeah. so it's been really, so I guess the positive is that it has, I think, um, really opened at people's mindsets as well as, as you said earlier in this conversation, created a sense of urgency, right? Like yeah. we yeah. need to, to move forward here. But I think you you said it. I mean, maybe that's an opportunity in itself that while um, the first few months of last year were just, you know, uh, people were in a panic all the way around, but it has in some ways cleared some space, hasn't it? You know, yes. it's, it's, it's opened up some space to just think differently. So I would say to my, um, my peers there, don't 
don't, um, don't waste a good crisis, you know, right. um, um, take this opportunity to say you really have nothing to lose and everything to gain to just rethink the business that you're in and then rethink the tools uh, that, that are going to allow you to, to serve your customer better. Um, who would have thought that our, you know, system of record of our um, subscribers would be this HubSpot and attached to a completely consumer e-commerce engine uh, engine called Shopify, and the two integrate natively, and we're we're off and running, and we have no AMS anymore, uh, and we haven't looked back. Yeah. Um, so I guess just to follow up on that, you know, how do you feel that technology is going to continue to change how associations operate? Well. I almost think that it's not the technology as much as as it is the data mm -hmm. um, itself. Um, a, a, a really smart guy named Tom Kalopoulos uh, is going to be uh, speaking at our conference in a few weeks. He says that artificial intelligence, when you think about it, it has to feed on data in order to do, to be really powerful. You know, that's its, mm -hmm. you know, that's its fuel, I guess you can say. And right now it's only being held back by the cost of data management and storage. Um, he gives a great example. Think about it when, uh, you know, making a long distance phone call was a huge big thing because it was so expensive, you know, and now it's just included in everybody's package because we brought that cost um, down. He said to solve the, the data storage and cost problem, and, and we will do so, is going to leverage an entirely new form of knowledge capital because of the power of the data. And I think associations need to think about their data. And I think ultimately associations like other businesses will probably become their own API almost, meaning, you know, we're going to seek the best brains in the market to do things like, you know, um, graphics management. Well, you know, Google already has that sewn up. So why would we try to reinvent that? No, we'll just buy that component. We'll com combine it with the best brains in something else like, you know, healthcare diagnostics and, and form um, our own combination of things to just deliver the very best that we can do. Yeah, sometimes that's what we ask people. We're like, why do you want to be you know, have a development team and have, you know, all these customized yeah. solutions when there's, like, as you said, there's technology that can solve most of the problems or, you know, most of the, the operations. That's so right. And when you just think about the fact, again, that consumers are used to doing everything on their phone, they expect it to work immediately, it's intuitive. Well, associations can get those things. Um, the freedom that comes from not owning anything that constantly has to be maintained, and it's probably obsolete by the time that you spend, you know, months and millions of dollars developing it, go out and get these componentized features that automatically update or you swap them out. And I know that sounds real easily, you know, easier said than done, but that is the, that is the future. And um, 
oh my God, I would no more build a, an IT bench and own any servers or, or systems <laughs> right now than, you know, I'd have my tooth. <laughs> oh. So what do you think is the most important new technology for associations? Again, I don't, I don't know that it's any particular piece of technology. Uh, and I don't really think of artificial intelligence as technology. It's more of sort of a, a, a practice, I guess. And I would say that's probably it just because of the power. Um, you know, we've already completely lost the ability to manage any of our information chaos. And I don't care what business you're in, um, what the focus of your association is. But instead of worrying about, you know, holding on or putting gates down around information, we want to get as much of it as we can. Um, and I think artificial intelligence's ability to automate um, what you want to keep and, and put through your processes, what you want to get rid of, uh, is so powerful, but mostly because it frees up individuals from being this kind of you know, human systems integrator, it frees them up to do that really valuable, innovative work. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, so Peggy, how do you see associations business models changing? I think all the things we've just talked about and described in terms of sort of the, yeah. the, the aspiration and the end game um, can only come if we emulate the for-profit world, I think. I, I always say we have, we have myriad competitors out there um, yeah. from, from outside the association and nonprofit world. And we're probably, any one of us are only one Instagram away from losing a customer, but we're also only one Instagram away from gaining one. Um, and I think we can be the best of breed experts on, you know, whatever it is, whatever our business is, but only with a consumerized uh, delivery model. And I think the model has got to be a subscription model. That's what we're all used to. Um, yeah. You know, Garth Jordan, of course, talks about trying to emulate Netflix. I think, I think we've read the same book, Garth and I, because that's exactly what has to happen. Do you know that, uh, well, he says it, that customers will actually pay you more if you take away all the crazy choices and just give them a few choices, but the best um, that they can be. And I think that's what we've got to, um, I think that what, that's what we got to model ourselves after. So more curated, vetted content that's easily consumed. Great. Um, yeah. So Peggy, you know, what's always been, you know, I've been following, we've been talking, I've been following your career, um, for a while now. And I, it's always been very interesting for me to kind of watch how you've been able to lead that organ, that organization lead aim and change your, just the way of thinking, changing from technology to how you offer up content and programs to your members. Um, so for the audience, I think it'd be interesting just to hear kind of how do you, um, how do you create an environment or a culture at your organization that keeps everybody kind of thinking out of the box and being innovative and coming up with new ways of doing things that aren't aren't very typical of a, a 
you know, a typical association? Um, I don't know that, that it, everybody's so different and you know that culture and, and change management is, is one of the things nobody talks about, but it's probably just the most impactful and it really is kind of hard to change. I think, I think things for us really became more future focused and innovative, frankly, when we started going to a distributed work model about 10 years ago. And I say that because it allowed us to hire from almost anywhere. Um, that not only gave us a, a, a lot of different perspectives, but it gave us access to all kinds of different workers. And frankly, the teammates that have been most innovative have really ushered in the most dramatic change, have had zero history in association world. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So I think because it's exciting, some of the things that you guys have, have done there and um, and even like you said, moving to, you know, Hub, HubSpot, that's not something that, you know, people typically think about, like, how can we manage our members and you're doing a lot of, you know, e-marketing and it makes a whole lot of sense. And um, that kind of just, like I said, out of the box thinking and, you know, how do we do things better it's just been, um, it's been great to see how you guys have done that and, and you've grown the organization. Thank you. So, Thank you. Not, great. not without, not without, you know, uh, uh, late, late nights or sleepless nights yeah. and things like that. So, you know, we're, we don't have the, we certainly don't have the magic ingredient, but, um, it is fun. And what I find much more fun is talking about mission and purpose. Um, one, one, fun exercise that people might might find useful is just really really try to clear the decks and ask yourself what would we want to build if we started all over again what would we want to do what service do we want to provide and then say what is absolutely essential for us to get there and that starts saying that starts describing the the components and the capabilities, not the technology per se, or not, oh, we need an LMS system. Uh, wh what? That's the first <laughs> thing you would think yeah. of? Um, yeah, that's that's a more useful way, I think, of, of thinking about um, how you really change uh, the way that you perceive the, the, the business that you're in. Yeah, for sure. I know I, I get those calls all the time, Peggy. Someone will call me and say, and you knew a new LMS. I'm like, for what? Why? Like, what are we what are we trying to accomplish? I don't know. The board just said we need an LMS, new LMS. I'm like, OK, you know, <laughs> let me let me give an example. In in our world, um, we serve the the information management world. So traditionally, we've got folks that are um, into compliance and things like records management. Um, take some of these data privacy regulations that are um, coming down um, 
uh, Virginia, the state of Virginia is the second state within the states to issue their own uh, consumer data privacy law. Hmm. And a lot of our people think that the business that they're in is GDPR or CCPA. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And I always say, that's not that's not the business that you're in. No one's going to give you a gold star for being the most compliant um, company. They're just not. Some of those things are expected. And as I said earlier, that can certainly um, build brand loyalty and trust, but that's not the business that you're in. So associations are not in the business of putting together a an LMS or, you know, even setting standards, that's not your business. Your business is doing those bigger things like curing cancer, you know, those bigger, um, those loftier goals, because that's where the fun is and that's where the innovation is. Um, and, and just starting with those kinds of questions are, um, I think, more effective in, in helping you then think of uh, different ways to get there. That's great. Well, thanks for that advice. I think that's uh, that's some really great advice, and and um, we appreciate all of your time today, Peggy, with and all the information that you're able to provide our audience. Um, so, really, really appreciate it. My my pleasure. Lots of fun, and uh, thanks for everything that that you are doing. And you know, I do um, I do offer. Uh, my time to anyone out there who wants to shoot the breeze and, and talk about some of this stuff. Um, I think you can tell I get pretty excited about it. And, uh, you know, I, I think we uh, we need to pay it forward and, and help each other for sure. So um, you know how to get in touch with me. And uh, I, I'm always happy to chat. Great. Thanks so much, Peggy. You too, Sherry. I hope you enjoyed this episode and discover tips and information that will add value to your leadership style and your association. .org Source specializes in positioning teams for success with solutions for technology, strategy, and marketing. Please contact us at info at orgsource.com to find out how to get your organization on track to Association 4.0. You can also engage in other educational content by becoming a member of .org community or reading our books on Association 4.0, which you can find on Amazon. We look forward to hearing from you soon.